one. Let's drop. Shake, 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 shake it. Yeah, and here we are, back to I, another listen, episode of Two Heads Are Better. If there is singing involved, you know we're in good moods. Yes. Okay, today we are talking about anxiety. Some of the things that make us feel anxious, how we cope with feeling anxious. Um, we are going to basically share of, some facts yeah, about it as about well. the science behind it and mm-hmm. some anxiety disorders and what mm-hmm. to look for, signs and symptoms, and yeah, how to cope and our own personal experiences with anxiety because listen if we know that nobody's hiding here everybody has dealt with anxiety or some form of it some form of it in their lives so i think yeah. it's important to um clear the air about it and just talk about it openly so. yeah and i i think it's helpful too i mean i found it helpful to to do some research about it yeah because i i i've i've felt anxious feelings in the past But I guess I didn't realize what it was. I didn't actually know that it was called anxiety. Like, I didn't know I actually had anxiety. Mm -hmm. I I just sort of ignored it and was like, oh, it's whatever. I'm just, like, nervous about something. No, it's it's anxiety. Yeah, I don't think I noticed that I started having anxiety. I knew I had it as even as a kid, too, because I used to worry like crazy. But I didn't know it had a name to to it. I used to worry as well. And in fact. such a worry wart. Me, too. People actually called me that. Are you serious? (laughs) Um. I do this thing, I hope I'm not alone in this, where I frequently think about ways in which a situation could go wrong. Like mm-hmm. like I think about the worst possible thing that could happen, worst possible scenario. Like I I, yeah. I think about that all of the time. Yeah, for like every this could decision go wrong. you yes. have to make, you think of like every single possible way it could go wrong. Yeah. And, or I think of like the worst, the worst one. thing that could yeah. happen. And I always think like, well, what if Mm -hmm. like and you you never obviously you never you can never be prepared for something like or guess stuff like that. But like where where does that come from and why do I always think like that? I feel like in a way that's somehow like hardwired into our brains to prepare for the worst because we kind of had to like long. Yeah. In fact, in fact, in some of my notes, I do have. um, Which kind of sucks because like we don't have to be anxious about like running away from predators like i mean (laughs) not like literally but like that used to be the shit that we used to have to worry about and now it transfers into different aspects of our lives yeah because we had to survive in the wild right Right. um have you ever heard of um malem bialik she was on i think that's how you pronounce her name she was on big bang theory um, she's a neuroscientist and she has a YouTube channel. If I showed you a picture of her, you would probably recognize her. But she mm-hmm. has a podcast, which I recently listened to. Um, she has an episode about anxiety, which I thought was super interesting. And I I want to kind of share some of the stuff I learned from from her on her yeah. podcast because um, it, it was super help. I mean, it was helpful information for me to know. So I want to share it with our listeners in case you don't have time to listen to to her podcast. But I, I highly recommend you do. It's called um, Breakdown. Um, so basically every episode, I think she only has like five episodes out so far, but every episode she breaks down like a topic and the first one is anxiety. It's a really good episode. Um, so she says this kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Um, anxiety keeps your brain vigilant. Subtle changes in the environment can be very dangerous, especially if you're a primate, a mammal, or really any animal, and we are wired to be anxious, meaning we're wired for the capability to be anxious so that we can perceive threats. Boom. Mm. That's exactly what you were just saying. Um, And then she brings up the question, like, why are some people more anxious than others? And she argues that 
yes, it's true. Part of anxiety has to do with genetics and we inherit anxiety from our parents, which I thought was super interesting because you had just mentioned that when you were little, you were a worry were, and I was too. And I, I, I wonder like after hearing her say that, I, mm-hmm. I, it made me think like, did I inherit some of those worries from my parents? Like what were some of the things that I always felt like, like f- for one thing, and this is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, this is just me like self-reflecting on my past. Right. Right. My dad was always like, um, I want to say like time sensitive. Like we can't be late to this. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no time, no time. Let's go, go, go. Like, yeah, yeah. so I think I inherited that sort of like time sensitive feeling. I don't know how else to describe it, but like something that makes me really anxious is time, like mm-hmm. running out of time, yeah, not having enough time to do whatever it is I want to do in the day. Mm-hmm. Time, thinking about time makes me very anxious and I hate being late to things. I hardly ever am. Once every once in a while, because duh, we're only human. Right. But I'm very, I'm very conscious of what time it is. Vigilant about time. Yeah. All of the time. And I think that has to do with when I was like my my dad was always like that. So I think I sort of picked that up from him. But I wonder, even generations like generation generations and generations prior to like them, my parents, I, I wonder what it was that sort of caused that like do you know what yeah, I mean that, like chain of events going to, even further back yeah. I wonder what led to that like mm-hmm. when did we become so obsessed with what time it was and mm-hmm. what where, what time we had to be somewhere like we had to have this done by this time this deadline like thinking about time is definitely a trigger of anxiety for me it, yeah. it always has mm-hmm. been yeah there's this quote I think Buddha said it he's said um the trouble is you think you have time, which is like kind of like an, a source of anxiety for me, too. But I don't think to the extent that you have it. But it is true. Like we always think we have time until we don't. And then when we run out of time, it's like a huge source of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. I could see that I, I've definitely inherited a lot of things from my mom, I would say, genetically, just because like health things. And and I could see that I would like generally inherit some of her like anxiety. what are some of the things you think you inherited from her as far as like anxiety like different forms of anxiety um I think she just like worries a lot about her loved ones like mm. and I think that's kind of like good mothers do that um but I th- personally I think I have an anxiety disorder <laughs> really um, because well I I've just actually went to the doctors about it and in, in the process of figuring it out but um I like always operate from a level of anxiety like just to be honest like I really yeah for sure and and I think that's why like um I wanted to talk about the different disorders because it's like you could like the difference between having anxiety and having an anxiety disorder mm-hmm. is like yeah everybody has anxiety to a certain degree mm-hmm. but when it becomes a disorder it's like how do you differentiate the two because mm-hmm. everybody one is more severe than the other right everybody experiences stress and anxiety but yeah i generally operate from some sort of level of anxiety like every day wow <laughs> so it's it's pretty bad but i'm learning to cope with it in healthy ways and Definitely just started reaching out um, for, like, professional help, which Mm. is good. It was kind of scary because um, 
not really people in my close circle are pretty open about that kind of stuff. Mm. So I want to be on my end and just say that it's totally normal. Yeah. To I like mean, it's helpful to know help. you're not alone. Yeah. No. And yeah. Yeah. You can never think like I'm alone. like you, you're not like mm-hmm. like I'm sure more people than you think in your personal life are like going through something very similar. And you, yeah. you wouldn't know unless you opened up about it and mm-hmm. heard from them. That's true. What is what's something that like. Like I just shared that time. Oh yeah, time. it makes me feel feel very like every day. I'm again. I'm I'm always looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. Like it's something I can't shake, and that's that's definitely a form of anxiety. What's something? What's something else that makes you feel really anxious on a daily basis? Um, it's interesting because every day it's like <laughs> I don't want to say everything because that's just like over the top, but. I do find that um, things that I shouldn't be anxious over give me anxiety, like Mm. talking on the phone gives me major anxiety. I guess that's kind of like a form of social anxiety. Yeah, Um, I think so, too. Phil's the same way. He hates talking on the phone. Like doing any sort of like, oh, I have to like call the district of water department or something to like change the name and the rent like mm. I get really anxious about that for some reason or like something that like is perf- talking, like professionals involved yeah like talking mm. to like a boss or something I get major anxiety over that like some job related for sure relationships I get anxious over yeah but I, I feel that that ties in to sort of what I was just about to say is that something that stresses me out and and again I'm, I keep referring to like stress and anxiety as like one thing but yeah they're different I mean yes fear same. and anxiety and stress are all sort of different but like they all sort of correlate as well right. so like the idea of letting somebody down that mm-hmm. I that I especially care about that that brings on a lot of anxiety for me mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I don't necessarily consider myself a people pleaser because wouldn't that mean that I want to please everybody that I meet. And I really only put loads of pressure on myself when I need to prove to someone I actually like really care about deeply yeah. that I can do something like right or like mm-hmm. I need to like prove myself to them in some sort of way. It really only is like severe when it's like someone I, I like really care for and I don't mm-hmm. want them to think of me in like the yeah. wrong way or like in a negative way. Yeah, that is definitely a source. Like letting someone down. Yeah, that's hard. That's it's a lot of pressure. And I Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to be putting pressure on myself like that. But yeah, I mean, see when. But that is also kind of rational, though, like to be anxious over that. Like um, what I realized lately was um, hearing. Yeah, sorry for the music in the background, guys. <laughs> Again, we're in a music we're studio. In a studio. Pretty soon we won't be, though. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, how being in a similar situation as somebody simultaneously and look, seeing how they they are handling it compared to how I am handling it, I realized that mm. I am not good at ha- handling stress and I get um, over anxious, whereas somebody can like deal with it a lot better than I could. Hmm. Um, so I think, I don't know, it's, um, I do get anxious over, like, letting people down and time and, and death and stuff like that. Oh my god, same. um, Do you do the same thing I do where I'm always thinking about, or at least it feels like always, I'm always thinking about, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to feel when like someone I really love dies? Yeah. Because I always think, I like, I always think about death. I, I'm. 
not that I'm totally obsessed with it, but mm-hmm. I'm, it's a fear. I have a fear of not necessarily like I understand that dying is a part of life, but the fear that I, while I'm alive, like I'm not necessarily afraid of myself dying. Mm-hmm. I'm more afraid of, which I mean I am, but like I'm more afraid of losing like a, losing someone. a loved one yeah. and then not being able to function because I've lost that loved one. And yeah, that's, that's something I think about on a daily basis. And that scares me. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to be thinking these things? Yeah. I, how I do you relate to that sort of ignore that or like in a way that kind of relates to your anxiety about time. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Not having enough time like to be with somebody. Yeah. So I wanted to, when I was doing my research for the episode, I wanted to sort of understand better like what part of the brain registers anxiety as an emotion. So I'm going to read to you something that I found. Um, the author was Levi Gaddy. Um, I think it was just, I think he, I don't think he's a scientist, but um, he wrote an article about anxiety. So I'm, I'm going to read, like paraphrase it a little bit. <clears throat> so basically different parts of your brain interact with other parts of your brain. One potential explanation for how this works splits the brain into two parts, a cognitive brain and an emotional brain. The frontal lobe, where all of our sensations and thoughts come together as one unified experience, is the cognitive brain. The amygdala, located deep inside the brain, is part of the emotional brain. And according to this theory, we only feel anxiety when signals from the emotional brain overpower the cognitive brain and into our consciousness. And he continues, everyone experiences fear and anxiety at some point in their lives. Fear is an immediate response to a specific threatening stimulus. Anxiety, on the other hand, is less intense, but a more sustained response to anxiety-inducing sources that may be known. Mm -hmm. The example that he uses, which I related to so very much because snakes are like one of my biggest fears, is that you may be anxious about the possibility of seeing a snake on a hike through the woods, literally me, while you may experience fear if one slithered directly in front of you. That makes sense. Which makes sense. So that's sort of like fear and anxiety, the difference between like how they correlate. Um, He also says, in some cases, people can be generally anxious without really knowing why. Normally, the brain manages our fear and anxiety without allowing them to interfere with our daily functioning. If there's a nearby threat, different areas of the brain help us make sense of the threat by amplifying or quelling our anxiety and fear. For some people, though, this ties into what you were saying earlier, um, anxiety can be overwhelming and it can interfere with daily life. Anxiety becomes a problem when these brain areas function inappropriately or fail to function, setting off a stream of inappropriate or irrational behaviors. Long-lasting anxiety like this may be diagnosed as an anxiety disorder, which you were just talking a little bit about. Anxiety disorders like panic disorder or social anxiety disorder may require therapy to allow patients to lead normal, happy lives. I personally do not have it that severe, which I am thankful for, but... I could see if like if you ignore it long enough, like if you don't admit that you have that Mm -hmm. and you're sort of blind to it or like naive to think like, oh, I could never have something that bad. Like that isn't really the case. Like you, you can't you have to basically admit to yourself like, yeah, that could be me because everyone experiences anxiety in some way, shape or form. And if you feel any listener listening right now, if you feel like that you may be experiencing like some kind of social anxiety disorder, like seek help because 
you can't you can't ignore it if you want it to get better. That's what I'm trying to say. And first of all, you're not alone. Like we were just explaining in the beginning of the episode, we're talking about this because we want to learn more about it and because we want to help each other out. That's really what it is. That's what it comes down to. We we want to be transparent with everybody about what we're going through because we we want to support each other and we want we want to be there for each other. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, one thing that it kind of like a little bit more background on what you were saying about the stress response in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so so stress is normal is a normal physical response that our bodies enact when we feel threatened by something. So it's a normal thing to feel stress and anxious. Um, but it's whether or not there is a real threat. Uh, when we feel this way, our body will kick in its defenses, like whether there's an actual threat or not. So like an actual snake or like not an actual, like you're just like, or something irrational, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the difference between having anxiety and an anxiety disorder, um, I'll get into really quick. Okay. Um, let me find Oh, yeah. So when anxiety becomes persistent based on unfounded fears and or interferes with daily life, it may be categorized as an anxiety disorder. So Mm. uh, if it's something that's like persistent based on irrational fears or unfounded fears and, and it's interfering with your daily life, then I would seek help. Yeah. And that's that's not (laughs) Um, something that you need to feel ashamed about, by the way, too. Like, yeah. Like, do not feel ashamed. Like, if anything, there's more people that feel the same way you do than there are, like, not as many. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. there's definitely more people out there than you think. Yeah. You're um, not alone. Should I talk about the different anxiety disorders or do you want to talk about that in a little bit later? Yes. Let's talk about that. Um, I do just want to... um say one thing before you go into that the difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack because oh yeah yeah in um ma'am's i don't know if it's Mayam or ma'am sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong but um in her podcast episode she mentions that a lot of people like misuse the term panic attack because like and really they should be saying anxiety attack um i'm just i'm gonna um read what i have down here really quick because then i think it'll tie in a little bit more to what you're saying Um, she explains that anxiety helps us with fight and flight. Um, she also talks about the fact that your immune system can take a hit with prolonged anxiety. Um, okay. The difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. So she says anxiety progresses behaviors that started as anxious behaviors start growing. You might add new ones to those behaviors. You can have anxiety attacks, increased heart rate, sweating, confused thinking, and this can last for minutes. Panic attacks come from the panic disorder. They often land you in the hospital because you believe that you are dying. The train of thought is such that you lose the ability to track real time and cognitive processing of what is going on. It will feel like this is how she describes it. I think I need to go to the hospital. I need to pull over the car. I literally cannot drive right now. I have to go to the hospital. Like the level of disorientation and disassociation is Mm -hmm. incredibly debilitating. And panic attacks are different from anxiety attacks. And that panic attacks include with them, she says, the fear that you will get another one. And they're so terrible, honestly. Um, And yes, anxiety attacks are just as terrible. But the panic attack loop is so severe that the fear of possibly getting another one 
brings will another one on. Another one. Oh, it gosh, literally brings yeah. another one on. It's, it's a very dangerous loop she describes. Mm. So really, the severity is what sets the two apart from one another. And interesting, I didn't know the difference. Yeah, and and she 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 can say, I, I guess like accurately because she's a neuroscientist herself. But right. she um she says that people often misuse the term panic attack, and when they say they're having a panic panic attack, what they actually should be saying is it's an anxiety I mean, attack. Yeah. Interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought that was an interesting tidbit of information because I've always wondered, like, you hear, I hear the term panic attack a lot and I'm like, is it though? Like, yeah. that <laughs> sounds, that sounds worse than you're making it seem, yeah. but because it, it's not, it's, it's an amazing. anxiety attack, Yeah, which hmm. ha- I've never experienced a panic attack. So hmm. maybe like, for example, if, if I came across a snake in the, on a hike, yes, I literally would get into an like an attack of panic sort of feeling mm-hmm. but it's actually not anxiety, i don't yeah. believe i'm dying right so that's an anxiety attack mm-hmm. not necessarily panic attack whereas i'd be like oh my god the snake bit me even though yeah. it didn't <laughs> i have to go to the hospital i'm dying like yeah the snake is gonna kill me that and if i really felt like yeah. i couldn't function because of that then that would be a panic attack yeah I don't think I've ever had a panic attack before. Um, I have had like such severe anxiety one time as a while ago where I did have to pull over on the side of the road. And like I actually um, well, because it was kind of weird. I pulled off to the side of the road and there was a hospital like right where the exit was. So I just conveniently sat in the parking lot of the (laughs) hospital (laughs) just in case. But I was just like, wow. So I don't think it was a panic attack. I think it was just a really bad anxiety attack. Mm. Um, I think you were prepared, though, like in case it. Yeah. So I don't know. That's like borderline. I don't know which one that is. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely borderline. There's different anxiety disorders and and some of the symptoms I'll go over. So um, one is called generalized anxiety disorder or general anxiety disorder. Um, So this is when the individual suffers from an almost continuous and ongoing sense of anxiety and worry. So they have a persistent worry over several areas that are out of proportion to the impact of the events. Um, And they may also have, they may also experience an inability to relax feeling restless and difficulty concentrating. Difficulty concentrating, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then another disorder is anxiety, uh, <laughs> social anxiety disorder. Um, people with social anxiety disorder have persistent anxiety, fear, and self-consciousness towards interacting with others, um, fears of appearing in crowded places, speaking before oh, an audience. Yeah, speaking before an audience, participating in social activities and other public interactions are typical of this uh, condition. Hmm. Um, And then we have post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, This anxiety disorder can develop after an individual experiences a traumatic event, such as a military combat, violent crime, natural disaster, or personal attack, um, or just literally people can experience traumatic experiences it's like no judgment on like the severity of it because everybody's different right um uh so it's characterized by flashbacks to the event Mm. nightmares insomnia irritability or anger and hypervigilance and paranoia Mm. um two more panic disorder which you were talking about is another form of anxiety disorder so this includes episodes of overwhelming, uncontrollable terror, and a person suffering from one of these episodes may feel an overpowering sense of doom. 
Mm. Oh my God, Um, that's horrible. Physical symptoms may include hyperventilation, rapid heartbeat, dizziness, sweating, nausea, vomiting, and chest pain. I I get chest pain. Mm -hmm. I sweat. And also, I think I talked about this before on the podcast, but sometimes when I'm like really stressed out, I like forget to breathe. I don't know if you're the same way, but like I'll catch myself not breathing. I'm holding my breath. Dang. I don't know why I do that, but I've learned from Mayam's podcast that that's like a normal thing and that's a form of anxiety. Like that's just like a sign mm. that I am feeling anxious. And Wow. Yeah, like, looking for the ways that it um, manifests like your in your bo- body yeah. is really important to be aware of. And then I get headache, I get headaches because I'm not breathing. I'm not putting, I'm yeah. not getting oxygen to my <laughs> your brain. Your like, I need oxygen. <laughs> exactly. But this, this happens at work too, just because it's such a fast paced job and yeah, we're always working that. with a sense of urgency. Like mm-hmm. I, I like hold my breath and I don't know why I do it, but I'm, I'm conscious of it. I know I'm doing it. So I have to remind myself frequently to take to a deep breath. Yeah. Breathe. And I'll have to take a, a a few like deep breaths before it like I go back into the pattern of like actual breathing. I know that sounds terrible, but I'll, and then I'll get like heart like not necessarily like heart. They're like heart. I guess heartburn, like heart pains. Like mm-hmm. my my I'll sweat. Like my blood feels like it's boiling. Wow. Even if I don't think I'm feeling anxious or stressed out. Yeah. Even if I'm like I'm fine. Like I, if mm-hmm. I really do believe I'm fine, but my body's telling me you're like otherwise. No, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, those are the things I start to feel. Yeah. And then once crazy. I start feeling that, I'm like, oh, I, I am actually anxious about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's, strange. It's scary. What are, do you, uh, do you like sweat or like get shaky or anything? Like tap your foot? Um, yeah, I get really restless. So mm. like I will feel like I need to like, my body will shake. Sometimes though, I'll, uh, if it gets bad enough, I shut down. So like, I feel mm. like I have to like crawl into a ball and like stop functioning and just like yeah. literally stop functioning. Um, otherwise though, I think that would be an anxiety attack. Otherwise, like mm. th- throughout the day, if I'm anxious, I- I'll like shake my leg, like tapping my foot kind of. Or, yeah. These little like or, ways like, maybe, our like, body are pick reacting. Pick my fingernails or something or like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I do something with my hands. I need like my hands need to be like doing something. Yes. Maya um, says the same thing. She's always at, or ma'am always is, um, she says she's always like, f- like fiddling with like straw wrappers or like napkins. Like, like she can't have idle hands. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she said like idle hands are like the devil's like, I don't want to say playground, <laughs> but I think that's what she says. I- idle hands are the devil's I've playground. I've heard that maybe saying that's, before. Maybe that's what she says. Devil's but, work or something like um, that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The devil's work. Yes. Um, I don't think. Yes. Sort of the same way, but oh my God, I'll, I'll pick at my face. Mm. I'll like create a scap like i'll pick up like a pimple or yeah. like a, just a bump a meat like something that would just be fine on its yes, own just and then, a simple yeah, little I've, bump yeah, i can really harmless little bump and i'll create a scab mm-hmm. and i i i don't even notice i'm doing it it's like second nature i'll be sitting down on the couch thinking about like life whatever mm-hmm. and i'll just be picking at my face and then phil's like what are you doing you're <laughs> you're bleeding yeah. and i'm like oh my god i didn't even notice i was doing it right but that's my i have to keep my that's fingers like, doing yeah, something sign of it. and it's not necessarily out of boredom it's like it's an actual anxious yeah like um what's it's like an anxious tick. yes anxious tick. Yeah. yes um I also bite the insides of my cheeks. It drives my mom nuts. Mm. I, I, again, do it without even really, like, noticing. Noticing it. I'll like chew the 
like skin on the inside of my cheeks. Like say mm-hmm. you accidentally bit your cheek while eating. Well, if I do that, I'll like I'll chew at that same spot. I know that oh, sounds horrible, really? but I oh Ouch. god, ew, that sounds like gross when <laughs> I say it out loud. But yes, I, I'll chew at that same spot for like weeks on end, and it's an it's a nervous habit. It's mm-hmm. I'm anxious about something. Like yeah. I hate that I do that. I wish I could stop picking my face. I I can't. I've been doing it. I remember since like middle school. I I cannot stop. Mm-hmm. And I know I have friends that do the same thing. Yeah. Maybe they'll pick at their scalps or right. they'll peel their fingernails yeah, or they'll bite their fingernails. fingernails. And also like I'll clench my fists sometimes. Like oh, it's weird. Like I'll find myself like clenching my fists oh, like this often. Interesting. Yeah. We all have different ways of. I, I guess How our bodies have different yeah. ways of showing it. I, I guess. I, it's crazy um yeah so like i i think relating to how you can identify that within yourself um some like common ways to identify like hidden anxieties within yourself if you're like not aware of how it's manifesting in your own self some of these might be um like impairment to your concentration like you won't be able to concentrate um, it would be really hard for you for decision making. Mm-hmm. Your memory can be affected. Mm-hmm. Um, it, let's see. You can have trouble, um, like an inability to see situations clearly. Like you just, your brain is like scatterbrained. Um, mm. And then some like bodily sensations could be frequent headaches, clenching of the jaw, oh. which I do too a lot, is clen clenching my jaw um i, I actually think i grinding do your teeth mm-hmm. tension in the neck and shoulders or other muscle tension um, nervous I, stomach too i wonder if that is that a yeah part of it gastrointestinal too. problems nausea i definitely experienced that too and i i used to think oh it was just my diet but mm-hmm. i changed my diet and i Listen, still had a nervous stomach yeah so it i can cause a lot of problems and rapid heart rate palpitations you can get heart palpitations from anxiety oh my god um inability to relax when off work trouble falling asleep staying asleep nightmares listen having too much anxiety can cause like a whole host of problems like health problems too yeah and Uh, literally cause you to be sick like cause you to get sick it'll literally take a hit on your immune system yeah so some people don't believe it's so that's why it's so important that like we need to like destigmatize like mental health like problems because I mean, it's just as serious uh, addressing as like a physical health problem. So yeah, one hundred percent. And I think society's getting a little bit more open to it I than think they so have too. been in the past. Yeah, like, like mental health. Yeah, the awareness of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. More cultures of wellness. And I love that. Yeah. I love that it's that we're talk we're you know talking more openly about it and mm-hmm. even in the workplace now we're we're doing tra- true, we're doing yeah. trainings for it and i when i f- had my first job it was ne- like we never discussed it it was never mm-hmm. a thing and now it's like part of our training it's like a, requ- a requirement which i totally love yeah, i totally really on appre- board. i totally appreciate it um okay so i did listen to another podcast called the anxiety podcast the host is Caroline Foran, and she has, like, the cutest accent. I Wait, don't know if it's she's... it's called the Anxiety Podcast? Yes. <laughs> look it up. She has the cutest accent. I don't know if she's Scottish or English, but her voice is so soothing, and, like, it just soothes you. Like, that's all I can say is, like, she's a great host. Anyway, um, she and a neuroscientist, Ethan Cross, discussed the idea of mental chatter, and I thought this was super interesting because... I heard the word chatter and I was like, oh yeah, this, this has something to do with like 
like the voice in your head, right? So I wanted to learn more about it. So I listened to the episode. I'm just going to paraphrase this a little bit because I thought it was super interesting. Um, So mental chatter is described by Ethan Cross as that voice in your head that attempts to make sense of experiences and to make meaning out of them and to problem solve. Sometimes that works, but more often than not, it backfires. It leads us to worry, to catastrophize. So chatter refers to the cycle of negative thoughts and feelings that take introspection, a tool that we have to turn our attention inward and make sense of our lives. And he continues, chatter takes introspection and turns it into a curse rather than a blessing. So basically Mm, his definition of chatter is the negative thought loops that lead us to feel stuck and have negative consequences of our lives. And uh, yeah, I experience mental chatter all of the time. Mm -hmm. In fact, I talk to myself a lot. I don't know if you do the same thing. I'll find myself. Oh, yeah, like, I talk sure. to myself all the time. But when it's like, when I think of mental chatter, I think about the times where like, I'm not speaking out loud, but I'm thinking in my head and I'm aware of what I'm thinking. Like you're aware of your thoughts, right? And they're pretty much always negative in my opinion, like yeah. about myself. Like they're always negative for the most part. Um, and that's what he describes as mental yeah. chatter. He wrote a whole book about it. Again, listen to that podcast episode. It's so Especially good. Especially when you're like, by yourself and alone it's like easy for your mind to yes. just go downhill quickly <laughs> yes and i he talks about introspection and i i do that so often but like what good is coming out of that if i'm not trying to make change right. or like doing anything about it to improve myself improve yeah. my mood like the downward spirals not doing anything for my mental health or mm-hmm. now my physical health because yeah. they're both they're linked <laughs> like literally intertwined and linked so yeah. yeah it was just super interesting to listen to yeah. um i again i recommend you listen to that um he also talks about um sort of like how to cope with that like how not to not to ignore it but how to harness it and it kind of reminded me about um the book that we're reading right now for book club she talks about the author lauren she talks about um She talks about how she can identify what triggers her moods. And I was like, yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of like how I step back and identify like what triggers my anxious feelings and like, like what trigger, trig, triggers, <laughs> what triggers that mental chatter that I often hear in my head that's always yeah. negative and how I can cope with it. Like basically she can take a step back and like recognize her like, her moods and like what triggers them yeah look at it and now i'm like i'm gonna do that perspective but this time like i'm off also for my moods because like yes the book Mm -hmm. is so helpful in that matter but um also how to like cope with my anxiety and my stress and like that mental chat like how can i cope with that and like sort of use it to my advantage how can i improve myself by not really giving into it but like looking at it from a different angle where i'm like okay these are my negative emotions and my negative feelings, but how can I then apply what I'm feeling and thinking to make tomorrow better, basically? Right. To make tomorrow a better day, what can I do differently? Mm-hmm. You're, That's so not the So you kind of like sit down with yourself and you exactly. say, okay, so we're here and what are we going to do about it? Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I learned from that. Into the family. Yes. Yeah. That's what I like real, like it clicked when I listened to that podcast episode. So again, yeah. listen to it. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add about, um, your anxiety research, your anxiety findings? Um, I just think that having skills to develop, like, 
when you are having maybe like an anxiety attack. Um, I don't know much about panic attack disorders, um, but I've heard that it can be helpful um, to like get yourself out of that spiral is to um, use different techniques such as like distracting yourself so you can like in healthy ways too. Right, right. In healthy ways. So you can if you're like feeling really sad and it might not like feel natural, but turn on a fucking happy song and sing along to it or I don't know. Just not start, just a happy song, a fucking happy yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> start dancing, whistling. I don't know. Like it might sound like really unnatural, but doing the complete opposite of what you're feeling. Yeah. Just like deciding that's what you're going to do instead of doing what might feel natural is to like curl up into a ball and cry and like, let yourself feel yeah. that way. And sometimes, yeah, you just got to feel it. But other times if you want to like avoid that and um, yeah, distracting. So like, I don't know, call up a friend or I've heard too, like holding an ice cube huh. is like a shock to your body a little bit. Like, so it sort of distracts you from the way that you're feeling. Yeah. Um, or interesting. like you can do some self-soothing techniques. Yeah, it's really interesting. I would recommend looking up. I think it's called distress tolerance hmm. techniques. So That's if you're feeling anxious, there's a lot of things that you can do. I'll have to try in some the of moment those. Yeah, because avoid that. Because you always hear like meditation will help. But when yeah. I sit down to meditate, I don't it know about you guys, into your thoughts more. I literally just sit there and like stress about all of the things I have <laughs> yeah. to do the next day. Like, like, yes, it's great if you're following along with like a soothing voice, but for me, like, I don't know if I have to practice it more, but like, it's just not working out for me and I need something mm-hmm. else. Like There's I'm learning to cope. Other things, We're yeah. learning. Yeah. We're living it. We'll take feedback. We'll yeah. take tips. If Let you us guys know. have any tips, mm-hmm. we are open. And whatever I learn along the yeah. way, along my journey, I'll share with you guys. And, and I think that's interesting. We're talking about like sort of distracting your mind from like little things you can do that are healthy mm-hmm. to like distract your mind. But like things that people you don't do that are unhealthy. It. Right. It's not distracting not is different from avoiding. Correct. Or numbing. Yes. Which we're not trying to do. Correct. We're trying to confront. Yeah. And cope mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah, I like we're that. not trying Confront to and cope. I like that. We're not trying to to avoid numb the pain numb, with yeah. drugs and alcohol. Correct. Which leads to very, very bad. Very leads down very, very bad roads, mm-hmm. as we all know. If you have personal experience with that, we're here for you. We support you. Yeah. I'm. We just want to. I don't want to say we want to raise more awareness because like there's already so much awareness, right? Like oh, that's important. Actually, we're like trying April. to add to the mix, but like interestingly enough, April is alcohol awareness and stress awareness month. Oh wow! So like those two combined, like it's an important thing to raise awareness about, even if everybody is shouting it across. Yeah, the like rooftops. I know you might. You some people might probably probably are thinking like, oh, they're just gonna talk about it. like I get it, mental health. We get yeah. it. It's important, but no, like. We don't know if our listeners um, are actively seeking out help for that. And if, if you are, just know that you're not alone and we're working through our own things, too. And like we support we support mental health, like yeah. the importance of mental health and, you know, like the awareness of it. Taking and care of yourself. Yeah, yes, you've only got su- one life. Take your care of yourself and we're here to support ashamed. you is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Exactly. I just need to spit out the words. <laughs> it's like so hard for me to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll end up doing like an anxiety part two. Again, all of the topics we usually talk about 
we're probably going to be doing a part two of because <laughs> how can we like, yeah, just how can like we one hit? and done. Yes. We covered everything about this topic. How no, could we, no, 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 how no. could we hit all of our key points in just one episode? Yeah. Plus we always listen back or at least I do. And yeah, I'm like, I'm Oh like, my God, oh, I forgot to say yeah. this. <laughs> Dang it. I forgot to say the most important thing I wanted yeah. to say. Right. Um, okay. So yes, thank you for listening. Thank you. Once again, thank you for your support. Follow us on Instagram. If you haven't already, Review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star review. We would really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, stay tuned for next episode. Bye, it's going to be a good one. Bye. Bye.